He runs a website called The Black Bookie, which is very cool. You ought to stop by and check that out. And his slogan is, and I, and I haven't hit this before, I'm going to hit it this time because it's the best one. His, his slogan is, if you snooze, you lose. And it, indeed, that is the case. There are only so many money-making opportunities to be had, and he's going to tell you where they all are. It's the one and only Black Bookie. It's Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, how are you today? Good afternoon, L.A. Welcome to the Snooze You Lose podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Joe, joined by me, Ron the Don. You made it back. Uh, barely. I not feeling too hot. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to make it. I had to check to make sure you weren't on the Yankees DL as well. Uh, no, but the guy sitting next to me in Section 220, he's already on the DL. <laughs> A lot of bodies on that list early. Too many. Too A lot many. of bodies on that list early. I know if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you know that Ron the Don is trying to get a vacation. He's trying to go to Europe. He didn't make it through the probation period. He's, those days are not going to be approved. He is going to get fired. But I wanted to let you know I'm still a good employer. I looked out for you. Okay. You check your email. I sent you a application to the AAF. So Ooh, that way you have a job is, once you leave here. That is so awesome. I heard they're doing you know, I'm great. I'm an equal employer. I heard they're doing great. Uh, business is a booming in the AAF. Yeah, this is booming. Yeah. Who's better than me? Nobody. A letter no of recommendation, an application. Me and Tom Dundon are going to be like this. I can't wait. This? When's my first day? <laughs> <laughs> when do you leave? When's your flight? Uh, oh, June. Oh, well, there you go. That, right. That's when you... Bye. So there you go. That's when your first day will start. Sound, sounds like a plan. I like this. I like this a lot. Thanks, man. <laughs> Anytime, man. Life, at the end of the day, we're still friends. True. That's what it's about. Wins and losses. Win together, lose together. <laughs> Same motto here, same motto in life. This is the Sports Betting Podcast. Like I said, I'm your host, Uncle Joe, joined by me, Ron the Don. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Black Bookie, Instagram at the Black Bookie. Give us a like on Facebook under Uncle Joe. Don't forget to subscribe. YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, we're everywhere you need to be. A lot going on this week. Jam packed show, episode seven. Got a special guest coming on later. That's why we shouted out LA. My man Hunter Reinhardt stopping by. He runs the Sports Owl. NBA. Make sure you guys follow him. A lot of good things going on over there. Uh, he took his, you know, some time out for us. He joined the show, and can't wait to see his insight. Great, great, pot, uh, great listening to that interview. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't there, but again, you did great work on that. I mean, I have to, that, somebody has to do something around here. Uh, certainly not me. <laughs> the one important thing you do do for the people that don't know uh-huh. is always bring us beer. Yes, I do. Uh, and this week, what did you bring us? Uh, bought us Magic Hat Number Nine, an old favorite of mine. Uh, I'm guessing first tasting for you? Of course. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have to shit you bring. Uh, come on now. This is why I bring you beer with corn syrup half the time. You want to get me sick. I, I do not It's not allowed. Me. I'm not allergic to anything like that, but I feel like that's something I have to say now. It's been put into my head uh-huh. on the Bud Light commercials. <laughs> you know, I'm loyal to the Bud Light, so. What a terrible, terrible thing to be loyal to. It gets the job done. I'm a platy guy, you know that, though. Okay, fine. You know, I like the platies. By the way, my new place... Uh, they got tall boy platies there. They got tall boy platies at your new spot? revolutionary. What? It's revolutionary, right? I thought I was tripping. I'm like, there's no way this is old. I have... This, yeah, you've never seen that either, right? I've se- I saw it back in, like, my college days. I I've haven't seen my, like, platies in forever. Tall? Yeah, tall boys. I've never seen that in my life. That, that used to be, like, a good pregame. <laughs> I've never seen that in my life. By the way, too... With also your vacation not being approved, I want you to know this is not a cell phone thing. Where this is not the Cardinals, you're not getting a cell phone break for social media. What are we doing? I mean, you gotta check the gram. You gotta <laughs> see what's up. 
This is what's wrong with you participation award kids. Mm -hmm. Do you realize there's people out there who make a lot less mm -hmm. than players in the NFL? Uh, yes. That very, don't get to check their phone at work. Very well. They need a new job. Come on now. Everyone can check the phone at work. You know, if you're told you can't, you can't. You obviously, I'm not saying you don't get a break ever. If it's a four-hour meeting, you know, maybe at the two-hour mark, hour and forty-five. You know, you get a break, come back 20, 15 minutes, regroup. But we're talking 30-minute breaks, 30-minute interviews to, I, I, to have a cell phone break? I don't see the problem with this at all. It's a huge problem. Not a huge problem. You know why? Gotta check what's good on Twitter. You know, unless you're following me, <laughs> which you still don't need to check all the time. Just get that notification alert. But the biggest problem is, how many times have you gotten a message or seen something or read something that's kind of put you in a bad mood or ruin your day. Uh, I try not to put that negativity in my life. That was one of the New Year's resolutions, but it, it happens. happens. It happens. It happens. So now I got my DB. I'm out here preparing for Aaron Rodgers. I'm preparing for Jimmy Garoppolo or Andrew Luck or whoever it is. And he takes his break to check his phone and he gets a message he doesn't like or he doesn't want to see or somebody added him on Twitter talking trash about him. And now, we're, and now he's, he's not focused. All right, but well, think of it this way: What if he like checks on Twitter and see see like how he's playing? He's playing trash. I mean, that'll motivate him. Come on now, you're not. Hopefully, you're not looking at it. I am. Right? We have to look at it from both sides, though. I've, I I see nothing. Idea. I see nothing but positives here. More phones, more <laughs> more technology. What's wrong with y'all now? That's why you can't read <laughs> or write in cursive. Or hell? do anything. What the hell is cursive? <laughs> My point exactly. Snooze, you lose podcast. Before we jump into the interview with Hunter, how were the numbers last week? Uh, to review on last week, pretty good week. Can't can't lie on that one. Ten and four with a plus five eighty. So what it's all about? Putting money in your pocket. Another week, winning week. We have we've only had one losing week since we started this. The first one. So we're now seven weeks in. We've had one negative week. Every week after that, we've been 500 or more positive. I had somebody that hit me up. He's like, yeah, man, I'm a fan of the podcast. I appreciate it. You know, I checked you out. He's like, I'm ready to get involved. I'm like, that's fine. I appreciate both aspects of it. You listening and obviously wanting to get involved in investing. Just remember, they're not all going to be 11 and 3. I mean, one losing week out of these seven. You'll take weeks. it every time. I had to block some troll actually this week. Oh, you put the Which block on somebody? <laughs> because you know what it is? With two things. One, it's letting us know we are getting to that point because mm. people are noticing. But kind of backtracking to what you just said, it is about the positivity. And you just can't give your time and your energy to these idiots. If you say something, I'm going to read it. I'm gonna respond and see what you have to say. I, but then I hope I'm you respond to me. <laughs> but then I'm gonna see where it goes from there. Like, what are we really, what are we really talking about? Because mm -hmm. the thing is, like I tell everybody, when they get to lose together, we're 100% transparent with everything. I don't hide when I win. I don't hide when we lose. The picks are there every day. We post it. If I wanted to, we can get on this podcast every week and lie and say we go 14-0 every time if we really wanted to. That's not the case. The numbers are there. They're proven. So don't hit me up after a loss, running your mouth, mm -hmm. after one loss. You're not going to win every game. I remember the first time somebody hit me up. I'll never forget because it was the first time, obviously. Coastal Carolina had them to beat Manhattan, I want to say by nine, maybe eight. Mm -hmm. Up like seven, eight points five minutes ago. Not only didn't cover, lost the game. 
kid hits me up. Good pick, bro. All right. No problem. I take. I ate it. You know okay. what I said? All right. I say, hey, we're not gonna win them all. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Bounce back the next day. We'll get. We'll get. We'll be back tomorrow. Be ready to strap on. We'll, we'll get another one. We're not gonna win them all. Mm-hmm. Took it like a champ. Ride the wave. This idiot. That was your pick? You kidding me? You should be arrested for that. Arrested? But it's like, read my resume before you come at me with that. Mm-hmm. Where have you been all month? Where Hell, you, where have you been all year? Where have you been in 2019? You know? Where have you been? Don't come at me after one bad game, one bad pick. You're not going to win them all. And then the next day, we gave a little bit more of a favorite. Mm-hmm. It's baseball season. This is not like the NBA. It's not like the NFL. This is the NCAA basketball. To be successful long term, you're going to have to take some chalk. Mm-hmm. I talk about that all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you have to lay the chalk. Mm-hmm. It's part of the business. Mm-hmm. You're not going to over a year. The point here is substantial gains. Over a time frame, 365 days, you're not going to be positive taking only underdogs. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. No, like you said, no Vegas. It doesn't work that way. No Vegas, that would be that case, right? If, if we knew every team that was going to win that wasn't supposed to, we'd all be rich. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen. Sometimes you have to lay the chalk. So then he goes, oh, tremendous value in that one. Yeah, the value is being correct. Mm-hmm. That's the value we provide. That's the service we provide, to be accurate. Every team that's a favorite doesn't mean they're going to win. But you can't think over long term that you're going to hit every time taking underdogs. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way. And it wasn't like I was giving out a 230, a minus 250, a minus 260. It was like a minus 160. Stop crying. See, if that's too much for you, then you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the, when you uh, first started this, that's that's one of the things that you that you stress. Like, like well, like you'll lay chalk down, but you're not you going to do like a 250. I'm not going to give out a 250 or 230. There's people that do that. Mm-hmm. Bother them. <laughs> Don't bother me. Especially after 10, what did you say? 10 and 4. Especially after 10 and 4. 11 and 3 the week previously. Mm-hmm. Nine and whatever the week before that. Don't bother me now after one pick when you haven't been here for the ride. You're not gonna win them all, but we are gonna we're gonna win more than we lose every single time. I think I think like you said, that's a perfect example of just someone trolling. So, yeah, that's yeah. so you can't feed into that. You can't give time into that. You can't wish energy to that. And that's for anybody out there. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do in life, if you are doing something, don't give so much energy and time and attention to these people where it's a safe place because they're not happy with themselves mm-hmm. to try and make somebody the other day, you know, ruin somebody else's day. Good, good advice, good advice. Uncle Joe with, with not only sports betting advice, but life advice. I can do it all. Man of many, many skills. So we're going to jump right into it. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Anchor, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, you know all the outlets to find us. Like I said, Hunter came, spent some time with us, talked about things that he go, has going on at the website. Um, obviously, I actually have a new website coming out, so make sure you guys follow him on Twitter to find out about the new website. They're launching a new website. Check out his website. Follow him on Twitter. He gave us some insight about what they're doing over there. Um, you know, they do things a little bit different than us. Focus a lot on the logistics, you know, bigger cards, things like that. So we dived into all that with him. Take a listen to that. We caught up with Hunter Reinhardt from the Sports Owl NBA right here on the Snooze Shoes Podcast. And now we are joined by Hunter Reinhardt from the Sports Owl. Hunter, thanks for taking the time out to be with us here today. How's everything going to your end? Pretty good. How's everything over there? 
Can't complain. You're all the way in the West Coast. We're here on the East Coast, so we're hoping you send some of that sunshine yeah. our way. It's starting to get a little warmer this way, but I'm sure nothing to what it's looking like out that way. Yeah, it's been great the past couple of weeks. I was actually in Palm Springs this past weekend. Nice 85 and sunny. That's awesome. So, yeah, you got you run the uh, the Sports Owl. How long have you guys been going out over there? Um, Almost two years now. It'll be two years in May. That's awesome. So you guys have already developed a huge following. Uh, I've noticed things, you know, you guys have a lot of good things going on. That's how we noticed about you as, our, as well ourselves. Um, in your Twitter name, it says the Sports Owl NBA. Is the NBA really a specialty? Would you guys look forward to? Or, I mean, I know you kind of tamper with everything, but is that really your go-to is the NBA? Yeah, so we actually started with the NBA. Um, and we branched out a little bit. We did MLB, um, and we're starting up some NCAA basketball and some uh, English Premier League as well. Um, nice. NBA is definitely our heaviest with um, as far as models and picks go. I saw that also you uh, you guys are doing pretty well so far with the under in the NBA. And I always find that so tough with the way the game is played now with so many threes and everything like that. Uh, how, how do you decide which games you really like to go with when you take the under? And um, how tough is it to take the under? Well, everyone loves taking the overs. Um, but yeah. Uh, we actually were looking at a lot of data and um, I think if you had bet every single over in the NBA since like 2005 or somewhere in there, your return on investment was like minus 3.5% um, versus the under. If you took every single under, it was only minus 1%. Um, wow. So obviously that was a huge difference. And so we started looking into that more. Um and so there's just more value in a lot of the unders. So we just look through each game and um, depending on matchups and trends, we tend to lean on a lot of unders, not many overs. Now, we've never met in person, but I got to imagine uh, if you do have a lot of hair, it's it's had to have fallen out, though, taking the under when you just <laughs> see guys firing up threes, getting fouled, going to the line the way the game is now, you know, so many ticky-tack calls. But that's incredible to just be on the right side of that and, and really make that a strong focus to, to be able to take the under. Yeah, we've lost a couple recently to going into overtime. So those those always yeah. hurt. But um, yeah, we've done pretty well with the unders in general. We are talking to Hunter Reinhardt here on this News You Lose podcast. He runs the Sports Owl. And now, is it just you over there? Do you have a bunch of colleagues or how many guys do you have over there at Sports Owl? Um, so it started with a couple guys. Now it's moved to just me. Um, okay. And I do have just a couple friends every now and then that help just with like a little bit of the logistics, but all the projections and um, picks are made by me. So right now it's mostly just one man show. One man show. That's how it is. So, you know, shooters got to shoot. I've, I noticed too, also, you know, what we do more so at the black book is we, we look for a little bit more quantity over quality. We might only give two plays a day to our clients, you know, maybe three. I've noticed sometimes you guys go with a little bit bigger of a card. You know, you have cards with eight, nine, ten games. What is your your strong your uh you know your insight when you're giving out a big card like that to be successful? Because I see some other guys to give out a big card with that many games. You know, if you go two for five or one for six, you can really dig yourself in a type in, in in a hole early in the week. So, what do you look for when you're giving out a card that big to be successful for a client to have a good turnaround? So I honestly, um, I don't love giving out the big cards, but what I preach yeah. to our clients is that um, we run the systems on every every day, every game. 
Um, and so we can't pick and choose because then you'll end up some days picking some of the winners or some days you'll just pick all the losers. But since right. we're looking for long-term returns, you have to bet everything that it uh, spits out, which then sometimes will have some 10, 11 play days. Um, and then a lot of times just have like two or three plays. But we preach the consistency with the models just so you slowly win over time. Yeah, it's a great way to, to, to look at it. We talk about basketball, diving back into, obviously, it's March Madness. We're into the final four right now. Did you fill out a bracket? Are you a bracket type of guy? Yes, I did fill out a bracket. Unfortunately, this year is the worst year I've had. Um, <laughs> so I had, I had some long shots in there. Um, I had Wisconsin in the final four, but I knew them or Oregon – Oregon, I was worried about Oregon, but I thought um, whoever won that game would go deep. And Oregon made a Sweet 16, but yeah. um, ended up losing to UVA. But um, yeah, I March Madness is just a crazy, crazy tournament. So almost anyone can win every year, but even analytics don't really help a whole lot. Yeah, the, even the numbers can't really help in this time. Anything could happen. I'm not a huge bracket guy. I did one this year to help out a client as well. Uh, you know, I had Oregon going to Sweet 16 and then, you know, falling out. But the final four we have now with Texas Tech, you know, Virginia, uh, Michigan State. Is there any of those teams besides Texas Tech that you're seat yet you're surprised to see make it as far as they did? Um, no, I mean a lot of people at UVA is the best team in the whole tournament, so it's not that big of a surprise to see the one seed make it. Um, a lot of people had Auburn um upsetting unc but i would say auburn just because they've also never been in the final four so that was um pretty surprising that they made it out of that beating both unc and kentucky both like very um like huge winning franchise or colleges um yeah but but yeah michigan state and uva i wasn't too shocked about yeah texas tech definitely had to be the biggest surprise are you looking at the numbers so far for the matchups heading into it, any team you're leading towards more, the numbers or the over, or anything like that? Um, honestly, I haven't taken a looked at the lines too much for those games, just because I don't have many systems on spread or college basketball. Um, gotcha. So yeah, I hold all my bets to the numbers instead of feeling and opinion. We are being joined by Hunter Reinhardt. He runs the Sports Owl. Definitely make sure you guys check him out. We're into baseball season now, so that's kicking off. How are the baseball plays looking so far for you to start the year? What do you really look for for clients when you're giving out a baseball play and um, helping them have success on the diamond? Um, well, with all sports betters, you just look for value in the plays. Um, so right now we've had only eight picks, and they've been all underdogs. And we're actually only three and five, but we've won 3.6 units, and I think it's about like 23% ROI. So um, baseball is tough because you can't really expect a huge um, winning rate unless you're taking a bunch of heavy favorites, but then your return is going to be really small or most likely negative. Um, yeah. But yeah, we just look for the value, and mostly mostly the picks will be underdogs. Um, and haven't had any total picks yet over unders or anything like that. 
there's usually teams that get off to a run or that are just out there spoiling money. I know it's early in the year. It's really kind of hard to pinpoint that team that's, you know, that's going to be good against the number. Is there any team maybe in the back of your mind or a gut feeling that you're thinking about towards the season, whether in the NBA, you know, head into the playoffs or early season baseball that you know that they're going to be out there ruining people's day if you're on the wrong side taking them? Well, I think the NBA playoffs are going to be really interesting just because of how different the West could end up right now because the standings, yeah. what, like four through eight seeds could all switch up in these last couple of games. Um, so I think there it'll be interesting to see how all the matchups turn out and because, I mean, going from like – if the de- if the Nuggets end up being the one seed versus the Warriors, and that completely changes, I don't know. The matchups are just um, can all still change around, so the lines will be completely different. Um, tough to see Nurchik go down for the Blazers though, because I was excited to see them try to make a run in the playoffs. Um, but MLB, honestly, I'm not really sure who's going to be that breakout team. Um, we've actually won a decent amount of money on the Orioles already. And they're actually winning tonight, too. So I think since people are just so low on the Orioles, I think they could have a pretty good year just betting-wise. Obviously, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or anything. Um, right. But I, but I think it'll be a lot of teams that um, surprise people that just aren't as bad as people actually think they are because of last year's performance. Yeah, they've definitely come out hot, taking two out of three from the Yankees in the Bronx. They've actually had good success dating back to last year, even playing at the Bronx. I mean, I know that I don't know of exactly the numbers, but if there's a prop, I'm sure you can always take it that Chris Davis is guaranteed for two to three strikeouts a game. Yeah. But other than that, Baltimore has been bringing home the money early. Um, and one last yeah. thing before we let you go. You said you guys are going to start dabbling into Premier League. I like soccer myself. There's so much money in soccer. It's hard to keep up with it. But you people are surprised about how many matchups there are if you really don't follow it. I really only dabble into it when it's the World Cup. But what are your, your thoughts on the Premier League? What are you guys looking for heading into that direction, starting to dabble into that for your site? Well, we are just starting. So we have only had a couple plays. Um, and they've actually been the best, well, in terms of return on investment. Um, right. Because we, uh, we've only had seven plays, but we're three and four. Um, but we've won 12.8 units and we're up 91% ROI just because we've all, most of our picks are going to be um, large underdog money lines. So pretty much all those, we actually had um, Cardiff plus 700 um, this past weekend, but they went up 1-0 against Chelsea and then fell apart, gave it, giving up a goal in the 84th and 90th minute to lose. So that was that was tough. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's been fun just paying more attention to soccer just because I played um, growing up. But okay. um, we're just getting started, so we've only had a couple plays. Hopefully we'll um, grow that a little bit more. What, uh, what position did you play? I was a winger, left okay. wing. Still get out there every now and then, or those days are over? I try to, but it's more more basketball now for me. Just no, playing no, pick Nothing up wrong and... with a pickup. Yep. <laughs> nothing wrong with a good pickup. Hunter, I really appreciate the time. It means a lot to us to have you come on. Uh, I know you guys are redoing the website right now, but just tell the people where they can find you and check you, check you out and you know start following you and things like that. 
Yeah, uh, Twitter at SportsLNBA right now. Um, new website should be up by the end of the week. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. I hope this isn't the last time we're here from you. I'd definitely love to have you on again. And uh, much awesome. success with everything you got going on in, uh, in the rest of the year. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. You have a good time. I appreciate it. Thanks. You too, man. Awesome stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Like I said, can't thank Hunter enough for taking a few minutes out of his time to be the guest on the show, the first guest on the show. Many more to come. Uh, he's out in L.A. Hope he's sending some of that sunshine this way. We're getting a lot of rain coming up. Have hey, you looked? It's Come on. You you have to know about the what, spring weather like this. Always. It happens all the time. But always a shitty weather. Doesn't mean I'm happy about it. It was just it. nice the other day, though. It's, it's that's gonna happen. But we were not, we were just talking about t-shirt weather not too long ago. Oh, a week ago to be exact. Yeah, and then it went straight to cold weather after that. Freezing, freezing. <laughs> Gotta love it. But like you said, you weren't able to make it. Uh, what, what were some things you took away from the interview? I mean, uh, I just like how um, something that something that you stress, something that uh, I feel like is perfect advice for any like new sports better and stuff is um just betting with the numbers following those trends um he made he made a big point of him trying to get any like as much feeling uh out of it like you know uh like that like that fan any any sort of sort of deal yeah you gotta we asked him you know what does he think about the final four coming up Mm -hmm. and he's like i don't go on gut or opinion Mm mm-hmm I go on the numbers. And, and that's how you get successful. You have so, to leave the fanhood at the door. It doesn't exist. Hard, hard for me and stuff. Uh, just, you know me. You have to think about the financial aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why that's why you're perfect for this. Just leaving the fanhood. You, you also got to be a little heartless. Uh-huh. It's part of it, too. I'll be honest. You got to be a little heartless. But it's about, it's business. Never personal. Do I still love my teams? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I have bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, that stat that he pulled on the NBA, where uh, if you go for the underdog, it just the under, yeah, um, not the team itself. Sorry, the score, yeah, yeah. The under. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, your return on investment is is better. Just when he pulled out that, stat, I would never I have like, thought that. What? Yeah, I would never, never have gotten that right in a million years. Mm-hmm. And that's why he does what he does. Yeah, I mean, per- like perfect, just going straight into into the numbers, like studying them, studying them hard, seeing that trend. And you know, getting a better return on investment for for his clients. And, He's getting uh, his bang for his buck. Absolutely. Um, also, cool to hear that getting into European soccer. Love that. Uh, I'm more of a La Liga guy myself. Unfortunately, my team this year is struggling. But you know, we're not gonna get into that. But you know, awesome to see like soccer um, represented in, in sports betting. I know it's huge in Europe. But, huge. It's yeah. huge in the U.S. too, though. Mm-hmm. More than you think. More than I knew. Oh, Even okay. I, when I told you before, I was surprised how much mm-hmm. people are involved in it. Obviously, yeah, it's big over there, mm-hmm. but more yeah. than you think. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, if you see like any game, the Premier League, what, whatever you see, like sports betting, um, sports betting websites, all right. plastered all over the place. So Always like, promoting it. Yeah. Always promoting it. Mm-hmm. It's, I just the thing I can't keep. I don't know what time they play. Um, it's, it's not like normal. Okay, it's anywhere between 6 a.m. and 4, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's not a big window? Huge window, but it's great. You wake up, there's a, there's a game on. Who knows, like Li- Liverpool, Man City or something like that. Well, that's a great matchup if, if that happens. It's great. You wake up, you see, you see high-quality football. Awesome. I love it. I'm actually curious 
is something I would want to ask him the next time I speak with him is, how far in advance, though, do you scout for a game that's at 6 a.m.? Oh, good good question. Good you question. know, if you're... I mean, for him, for him, too. Like, I'm saying 6 a.m. for us. Right. For him, that's a, that's a 3 a.m. matchup, you know? When do you know that's the one you want to take? 12? <laughs> well, I made bad decisions at 12, 1 o'clock a.m. I'm not thinking about what I teams I want to bet on. I never made a good decision at 12. <laughs> I can't imagine a 3 a.m. decision, you know? Yeah. yeah. With your money on the line and <laughs> clients' money on the line. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's something I got to ask him about. But, yeah, cool dude, man. Awesome to have him on. Like I said, once again, it was a pleasure. First guest, many more to come. Um, killed it. You know, I definitely appreciate his time. He gave us a lot of good insight. And make sure you guys check him out and follow him. He definitely uh, deserves it. It's worth, you know, he carried his own on the show. And uh, he definitely deserves to listen to it. They're doing some good things over there. Check out that new website. I don't have the link to it right now at the moment. But I'm sure he's posted it right now. They were saying they were looking to launch this week. So definitely make sure you check out that website. But you are listening to this New Jalouse podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Joe, joined by me, Ron the Don. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break, pay some bills. Be right back right after this. Weddings should be memorable, but not for the groom's lack of style. That's why our friends at the Black Tux design rental suits and tuxedos that you'll love wearing at your wedding. So if you end up getting featured on a list of 23 epic wedding fails, at least you know you'll look good for your close-up. But the best part about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. And if online isn't your style, they have showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. Over 5,000 five-star reviews across Wedding Wire, The Knot, and their own website agree. You won't find another rental experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. Grooms, if you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, visit theblacktux.com slash listen. That's theblacktux.com slash listen for $20 off your purchase. Walk, don't run, to theblacktux.com slash listen to find a look for you and your crew. Theblacktux.com, formal wear for the moment. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you always want to start a podcast making money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. And welcome back to the Snooze You Lose podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Joe, joined by me, Rhonda Don. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at the Black Bookie, also on Instagram, at the Black Bookie. Give us a like on Facebook under Uncle Joe. Don't forget to check out the website, theblackbookie.com. And most importantly, tell a friend to tell a friend. Hit that subscribe button. For the Snooze You Lose podcast, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. This is a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together, jam-packed show. We got a lot going on. Still some more to do. We got to recap the great week. We had 10 and 4, plus 5. Plus 580. Plus 580. 10 and 4 for the week. Started out kind of slow. Um, hit a groove in the mid midweek. Yep, definitely. Hit, definitely Finished off rough as the Dukies went down on Sunday. Uh. Bracket's dead. Right, my bracket died twice this week, actually. Died twice. Like three times, actually. Wow. Tennessee, North Carolina, Duke. Oh, yeah. I saw the North Carolina. You see why I don't do it? Yeah. Stupid. It's a waste of time. So, I mean, how, how long did it take you? Long enough. 
long enough long enough for me to know i was gonna be in the exact same position <laughs> at this time this week i mean pretty unexpected final four for me personally definitely did not what see, a shock auburn did, i definitely did not see auburn come on now and the texas tech um i, I told you that if duke went down uh-huh i did like them right after north carolina you that did. was my next you pick. Did, you did men- you did mention that. Um, and the most surprising team of all to still be alive, Virginia. Virginia. How how did they not choke in the first round? You know, <laughs> that's what they do. But Somehow still dancing Final Four. Final Four. It's gonna, this sucks. There's gonna be so much defense. Auburn's the best oh. scoring team. Not, oh God, that. Weekend? I guess you can say Virginia is up there as well too, but Auburn lets it fly. That. But Texas Tech and Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, no, just seeing the scores during the weekend, uh, I was I was depressed, honestly. Which sucks. It, it was, and you're a fan of defense, too. I love it. But to an extent. Because it's not like with college kids it, with defense, it's a boring game. Like, uh, I love a good, I like a good pitcher's duel, mm-hmm. 1-0, 2-1. Defense and football, mm-hmm. you know, when the guys are making plays, they're hitting. But in college, it's just it's sloppy. It's bad shots. That's, it's bad possessions. That's why I don't like it. It's it, it. There's just a certain sloppiness to it. Yeah, it's just, just sl- makes it's it different. It's sloppy. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. sloppy. Um, but here we are: Texas Tech, Virginia, Auburn, Michigan State. Not surprised there. Uh, Told you participation could stop crying. <laughs> Izzo still there, yelling and all, still playing. Still an asshole. <laughs> Uh, we started the week off 325. Our snooze-lose pick was Norfolk State versus Colorado. Uh, they lost this game 76-60. to 60. Uh, Never stood a chance. <laughs> never stood a chance. Uh, trails 43-23 at half. They did outscore them in the second half, 37-33. to 33, uh, But it was way too little too late. And they never really stood a chance in that game. Mm-hmm. Colorado's offense came out, out the gate. Just not, not a pretty Put matchup. them away. Put them in the coffin. Yeah, not a pretty matchup for them. Premium, we went with the Maple Leafs in regulation over the Panthers. Your boy, his first career four-goal game. How did he never have a four-goal game before? Because uh, he was probably the only person on the ice that they focused on <laughs> before then. Yes. But, again, really, really good win. High-scoring matchup, as always, with, with the Leafs. Shoot out. Yeah, 7-5. Um, Again, this is for playoff positioning, but they they were pretty much comfortable in that in that third spot. Yeah, they, they look like they're gonna lock that up. But mm-hmm. like we said, Tavares, first four goal game of his career. They scored four goals in the first period. It was another one, kind of not really close. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, I think that the Panthers do have like the worst uh, goals against average and save percentage. So this was always gonna be oh. And that was a game too we gave out in regulation. I want to make sure people pay attention to that too. A lot of the NHL picks, not really in the playoffs. Uh, absolutely, actually, not at all. That's going to be the case in the playoffs. But in the regular season, we, we've kind of been going with the regulation wins lately, um, and they've they've definitely helped us out. I think the last three that we've given out, two and one, mm-hmm. in regulation wins. So, you know, we're trying to limit some of the juice that you would have to lay if you take it in overtime or shootout. Mm-hmm. But the teams that we're taking, they're getting the job done. Usually a favorable matchup. That's why we're going with the regulation. And the Leafs was another one, and they got the job done. So 326-17. Uh, I'm sorry, 326-19. <laughs> Our snooze-lose pick was Wichita State plus four against Indiana. They won the game outright 73-63. to They won that game by 10. Three straight road wins for the, walk, uh, the Shockers in this tournament. 
They went on our favorite team name, by the way. <laughs> you're you're a Hawaii Rainbow Warrior. But the Shockers, come on now. Fifteen and three run before the half. Uh, surprising that they won this game by ten, mm-hmm. because twice in the second half Indiana cut this game to one. Mm-hmm. And still lost by ten points. Shockers just locked up defensively. Like I said, three straight road victories in this tournament. And uh, they came away with the W up, won that game by 10, as we had them just not to lose by four. Took care of business, won the game outright. Yeah. Our prem pick, we had it with Marshall, minus five, versus Presbyterian. They won this game 83-66. to 66. You know, we jumped right all over this. It was an outcry for this. The line should have been way higher, at least minus eight, minus nine. Just man against boys in this matchup. Um, I mean, Presbyterian was only down seven and a half. But they got outscored by 10 in the second half. C.J. Burke dropped 20 points for Marshall. And it was just too much offense for yeah. Presbyterian. Again, good good eye on that one. Like like you said, should have been a higher. Yeah, that's one. You got to know when sometimes the line should be a little higher. Sometimes it should be a little lower. We're going to see it later on in the matchup. We had with DePaul. Thought the line was way too high. That's why we jumped on the other team to cover. Uh, but this, this line was just, it was too low. Sometimes that could be a trap. Mm-hmm. But not in this case. And we were able to grab it. Good, good for not falling for a trap. Three twenty-seven. We grabbed Colorado plus six against Texas. They lost this game sixty-eight to fifty-five. And this is when I kind of had an inkling that Texas was onto something in this NIT tournament. Mm-hmm. By the way, their defense was just absolutely clamping down. This one, another one. A lot of games we took this week never had a chance. We either got our dicks kicked from the jump or we were kicking dick from the jump. This one, we got our dicks kicked from the jump. 44 to 19 at half. This was Colorado's lowest total of the season. Not in the first half, for the game. Mm-hmm. Never scored lower than 56 points all year, which was against Cal, and they won that game. Only scored 55 points in this matchup. Again, but, um, just to point out, like just seeing... As a, as a fan, just like seeing the trend on like these postseason matchups where like, a lot of like low scoring low scoring matchups, like teams not shooting as as well as they normally do, you know, a little a little disheartening as as a fan from a fan perspective at least, you know. From a fan perspective, you didn't even go to the game. You could have went to the NIT championship. I'm alright. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I was sick this week. Come on now. I had a, I was battling a cold. There we go. That, oh that my reason. god. What? That's Come a on. terrible excuse. That's a great excuse. The tickets were eleven dollars. Eleven dollars too much. I spent that on Nyquil, <laughs> and I don't regret it. Stop partying. No, never. That's why you're giving me my vacation. <laughs> you're not getting it. You're gonna be working for the AF. Prem pick. We went Coastal Carolina plus eight versus DePaul. Uh, they lost the game but covered, ninety-two to eighty-seven, and that was the game. The line was way too high. These teams are evenly matched. I know DePaul plays stronger competition throughout their regular season, uh, but these, these are two average teams. DePaul was only 19 and 17 on the year. Coastal was 17 and 17 on the year. No, who, no huge disparity in in record. Not, I don't think really so in talent either. Coastal is a decent team. So you think that probably contributed to the line being so big? Just DePaul normally playing a higher caliber opponent. Right, throughout the regular season, just kind of get more of a juice on the line because of their name, mm-hmm. the conference they play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't phase me. I thought yeah. it was way too much. Yeah, we jumped right on it. That. Yeah, we jumped right on that. Coastal covered. They almost won that game. Um, but they covered by eight. They covered the eight. And uh, 
you know, we got the W. That leads us into Thursday, the snooze you lose, and it's a welcome sight for everybody. It's Open, baseball season. Opening Royals day. Royals money line versus the White Sox. We won that one. Five, two, two three. Five, three. If you don't know this name, learn it. I think we all know this name. Brad Keller. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Seven innings, five Ks, two hit ball. Kid's a stud. Uh, he was brought up last year. Pitched a little bit towards the end of the season. Learned the name. Kid is an absolute stud. Probably one of the only few bright spots for the Royal. These are two basement teams. Mm-hmm. These are two teams that aren't going to do anything. Yeah, but I mean, like they, I mean, like that prospect that that the White Sox have. That's going to be exciting to see. He went over three for the first day. Okay, I mean, it's it baseball. It come happened. on now. It was like, come on, you just got paid. Get a hit. It's opening day. So, so did Machado and and uh, Harper, and they went over on opening day. They're established. Oh, give me a break. They're established. A big difference. The big difference. Everyone got paid. They just didn't want to show Everyone's still getting paid. So, yeah, everybody's still getting paid. We're the only ones not getting paid somehow. Uh, but yeah, learn that name. Kids a stud. Pitch like it. And uh, Kansas City, not great on opening day. Actually, 18 and 33. That's so a, not great. Yeah, that's a bad drive. <laughs> <laughs> not a great opening day team, but we want the better pitching matchup. What would you say? 18 and 33? 18 and 33. Okay. Not impressive to start the year. For, and, you know, that's a pretty historical franchise. Very, very. I mean, like, you have a 18. I'm very bad at math. I'm sorry. But you have, like, over 40. Don't I pay you to, for the handle of the books over, and the numbers? Over 50 years of, uh, of history there. So quite a bit of history there. 50, over 50 years. But it was, it was so good to see baseball back. Isn't it? It's amazing. I, I, don't, I don't understand why it's not a national holiday. Opening day, right? Opening we, day. That, oh, we got to get on a committee to make better decisions, fine. It definitely should be a national holiday. Mm-hmm. If it's not, mm-hmm. why are we having Elite Eight games the same day? Bad scheduling. Terrible scheduling. What are I, we doing? I think I think we should. What, I think we should. What was that, a Thursday, too? Yeah, it was a Thursday. So we couldn't just wait till Friday? We could just have the games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm, we had Elite Eight games the same day as what should be a national holiday. Because the NCAA just wants more and more and more. They don't. Have you not gotten enough? Of course not. <laughs> what gotta, a joke. Got to make these kids get us more money while paying them nothing. I would think that would even hinder maybe the finances a little bit. I, I Again, I don't understand what the rationale is there. That's dumb. Stupid. Very stupid. But, like you said, it's an Elite Eight game. It was Oregon plus nine versus Virginia. Um, Oregon lost, but we covered on that one. So that's, that's what we care about. Mm-hmm. And again, read me that score line. What was the final? Uh, 49-53. Yikes. Yeah, not not pretty. Um, I think you had to be a fool not to go with Oregon, though. Giving one, Virginia track record, obviously. Mm-hmm. But two, Oregon came to this matchup, won 10 straight. They won the Pac-12. Um, this was a three-point game with 334 remaining. So they were in it to the wire. Um, Virginia, you know, had to play some defense to force some things down the stretch to seal the deal. But I was riding with the Ducks all the way until the wheels fell off. Mm-hmm. I thought they were the hottest team coming in. And, you know, they didn't win, but they covered. And 
did they did what they were supposed to do. I don't think you can ask for any more for them. For them to even go from where they were in December, mm-hmm. not even yeah December, but even February to making to the Elite Eight, that's a heck of a season. Yeah, I mean, and you saw some inklings during the uh, Pac-12. I know I saw yeah. I know I saw that championship one, and they were just stifling on defense that game. Stifling. Yeah, and without their best player. Mm-hmm. So roll with the Ducks. I was I had them in the bracket as well too. I was riding with them to the wheels fall off, but. You know, they cover for us, they bring on the money, and that's all you can ask for. So, 329, probably the biggest upset of the whole tournament. Snooze lose pick. We had UNC minus five as they lost to Auburn 97 to 80. And that, that was, was definitely the biggest upset of the tournament. The, it was a fashion of it, too, you know. 97 to well, 80. Yeah, you lose by a buzzer beater or maybe five. Three, yeah, like three, five. I mean, everyone can understand that. Just You almost but got 20 is, clipped. Yeah, that's a 17-point advantage. You were, they were favored to win this thing, mm-hmm. not just this game. Like the don't, whole Yeah, they, this was a team that people, like I said, you'd say Duke, and then you would probably say them. Oh, yeah. Maybe Virginia, but... No, nah, I, I, I think I would, I would have them easily yeah. as, as the number two. And 97-80. Mm-hmm. This was a two-point game at half. And then just the second half, the wheels fell off. <laughs> wheels fell off. Uh, 17-point loss. Like I said, biggest upset of the tournament. The wheels absolutely fell off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Prem, though, we went with the Virginia Tech plus seven against the Dukies. They lost what they covered. That's all we care about. This was 75-73. to 73. They covered that easily. Um, Virginia Tech just wasn't scared of Duke. I know they beat them last time without Zion at home. But even this time with them, just never really had a fear. They were never really scared. And it was crazy to see. I mean, obviously now we know that Duke is out. But the way they were winning games, mm-hmm. it looked like they were going to be the first number one seed that was like a destiny team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that, those are basically the headlines uh, coming into the season. Is like, this team is going to win. Well, no. So I don't mean like, uh, uh-huh. yeah. So they were like destined because of the talent they had. Yeah. But I mean like destined because like the the ways they were winning. Oh, okay. I you see, know, like I see. they were a team of destiny. Like the ways they were winning with the UCF game, missing oh. the tap in with even the Virginia Tech game, the kid botching the alley oop mm-hmm. that could have sent it to overtime. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, is this a team of destiny? Mm-hmm. I know you're a number one seed, but the ways they were the way they were winning games. It felt like it was pre-written. I, I, right. I understand that. Yeah. Like it was like they were just riding mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they were. There was. They they sh- should have honestly lost the UCF game. Mm-hmm. Talk but, about bracket busted. Yeah, I know that that one. Everyone was clenched buttholes in in Durham, but but yeah, BT was not afraid. Um, they actually led the game at half, uh, but Duke pulled another one out. We covered, and that was a little hot. You know, a decent hot streak for us. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it was six and zero. We went one and one on Friday, and then now Saturday. Saturday we also we're also going to get hit two and zero. Snooze lose pick. We went with the Indians money line versus the Twins, and this was a game I went with another thing because a pitching matchup. The Indians have already stated they're not going to pay Kluber and Bauer, so Bauer's pretty much having a contract season. I don't because of how bad the Central is, the Indians would probably be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But they're not that good. 
No. Um, I feel like that window... It's closed. Of, of the, yeah. yeah, it's, it's closed. closed. It's but, all up to the Browns now. Yeah. It's all up to the Browns. Can't wait for that Brown season. Oh. Yeah, um, that window closed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame, too. Because, um, you know... It's a team that you could easily cheer for, uh, the Indians, during that time. But, yeah, they just didn't take advantage when they did. Like you said, they are going to make the playoffs, though. Cause that yeah, by is, default. Yeah, yeah they're going to win by default. Weak. <laughs> uh, I mean, the opening series, in the three games in their opening series, they put up four runs in three games. So the offense is not there early. Uh, Barrow won seven innings, one hit, one run, nine Ks. Won that game two to one. Uh, his the next game he pitched after that, he also pitched stellar performance. So he's pretty much pitching for a contract. Anybody that gets that guy is going to be lucky. Mm-hmm. He goes to the National League, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's an absolute dog. Yeah. And like you said, pitching for a contract. So that's extra incentive. Well, and it's not like he got hurt or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. And he's trying to get a deal. Then you just said, we're not doing it. We're not We're not going to pay you and him. We can't do it. What, you, you think that... I don't, you think the reason is financial, or uh, it has to be? Um, I mean, like I don't know why see, you wouldn't want that one. I mean, we see guys like Kluber getting squeezed out over here. You know, the, the, is, way, the way the owner is just—I uh, hate to say it—it's inevitable that they're going to strike. Is just the way the players are getting screwed left and right out. They there. still have the other Carrasco still there too, right? Carrasco is still there. Yeah. Saying, yeah. But yeah, by default. Yeah, we the Indians are going to be a tough team though to bet on going forward, uh, because of their lack of offense, and because of when you are when you're kind of that comfortable in your division, there's no real threat. You're gonna lose some games you should win. Yeah, it's gonna happen. You're gonna be last to get this goal. You're gonna be relaxed. You're gonna lose some games you should win. So I think our biggest goal would to be maybe to watch the people they're playing against. Mm-hmm catch on that trend but we're, we're not gonna ride them too often right, but about whenever Bowers on the mound I know he's trying to get paid so and that's how you gotta do you gotta ride aces gotta ride aces our prem for that day we went with the Islanders money line 5-1 one over Buffalo easy reason to take this if they win they clinch they were at home they just lost to Buffalo a week before that mm-hmm. Buffalo terrible coming into this game lost yeah. five straight yeah, not a one and eight in their last nine. Not a good team. It's uh, a layup. Buffalo, like they were basically playing most of uh, most of the Americans, uh, their AHL affiliate out there. What happened in October? You guys were ready to have this team hoisted the cup. I know. No, November, <laughs> everyone, everything was looking great. Um, and then yeah, just the whole the holes were were pretty evident though. I mean that deep that defensive court, not good at all. Uh, the goaltending too. I mean how. How far was Carter Hutton gonna gonna get you really? So I thought they did figure it out because you because Buffalo's been bad for a, lo- yeah. for a long long time and that's a that's a great city to have like a good team in. But yeah, no, just not nothing doing. And like I said, Isles with the win, they easy. clinched. Yeah, had so, to go with it. I don't yeah. especially like I said, a team you just lost to, coming in on you know wind and legs. Mm-hmm. One and eight the last nine, lost five straight. Mm-hmm. Tough to beat a team for a second time that close in the time frame. Mm-hmm. It was a layup. So, you guys are in. Woo! Got a lot of work to do. Um, hopefully we can clinch uh, home home ice, but that'll, def- that'll definitely work out. But it's great to see them in the playoffs. Great to see them have potentially equal or more points 
then to the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> you gotta move on. You're gonna end up getting suckered into just caring about that, and it's gonna cost you. You're gonna be like the Jets. Can we have fun? You can have fun, year? but you're gonna be like the Jets. You like how the Jets were so happy to beat Tom Brady that year, uh-huh. and you got your dicks kicked by the Steelers. Uh-huh. Okay. Focus on the prize. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> History Book. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be that guy. You are. I'm just letting you know. Uh, I've seen it happen too many times. You guys are setting yourself up for it. Bigger picture. He's gone. Let him go. Again, I'm enjoying the ride. Stop trying to flex on your ex. I'm enjoying the ride on the ice myself, all right? I think we all are. 3.31 to end the week. Not pretty. Took the Yankees minus one and a half against Baltimore. They lost that game 7-5. This game had pitch, right? Uh, yes, this is the half. He didn't have a bad start. You know what killed us in this one? Which mm-hmm. is my biggest cringe-worthy thing in baseball. Mm-hmm. The rain delay. Ugh. It has ruined so many wagers. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, and that's what it was. It was the 1 o'clock start. The game got delayed to like 4 o'clock. He came out flat. Gave up three-run home run in the first inning. Settled down after that, but it was too late. Uh, yeah, just something to watch watch uh, during this early season, especially if you have like a northern or east coast game. Gotta but check the weather. The weather is not going to be favorable sometimes. Because it, it's brutal. Because sometimes it's so long they switch starters. Yep. You um, just have to go into... Guys come out flat. Mm-hmm. You never know how a team's going to respond for it. If it's 30 minutes, an hour, okay. Mm-hmm. Three, four hours, guys sitting around it's flicking a, sunflower seeds into cups. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's a torture. Different, uh, different players going it's tor- out. Yeah, it's torture for everybody. They, 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 they're like, oh, whatever. We've got another one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't even care. Yeah. And then another heartbreaker, the prem for that day. Duke taking that loss against Michigan State. What are you going to do? What, 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 what are you going to do? I wanted to hear your opinion on it. Just what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, team of Destiny, though. <laughs> right? It's, you felt it, like that. It definitely had that feeling. You had that feeling. It was without it. But that's another thing, too. It's... How many times can you get this lucky? Yeah, I, th- I think we see it all the time in baseball, in hockey, even in football. Mm-hmm. How many times can you win these close games? Yeah, they, they, you Luck's are right. They're gonna play with fire. This this uh, tournament. Full deck. And um, you you just knew some like the sh- the other shoe was gonna drop, and it was this game. Uh, me personally, I thought it was gonna come at like the final four if they were if they kept on playing. If that, way. yeah, but or even the championship game. Yes, it, it in with my heart, mm-hmm. I think we all thought they were gonna win it all in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But the more you saw them play, mm-hmm. you're like, this team's not that good. Yeah, <laughs> it's one man and a few guys that get lucky every now and then. Let's mm-hmm. be yeah. honest, that's what it, it was. It didn't feel like a juggernaut it, that, that right. we were hyping it up to be. It, yeah, we, we fell into the hype because Zion was so good. Mm-hmm. He's better than everyone on the floor every single night. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. He did all he could, though. Like, And I'm happy he came back. We. It's been said many times before, uh, the team just completely different teams with or without Zion. Um it's like having your he, big he brother. Was, he's the star that he's the star that stirred the drink that this year. It's having like having your big brother when you got a fight. Yep. Gave everyone else confidence around him. But yeah, the more we saw them play, we're like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But same thing. I thought Final Four, 
maybe even the championship game, mm-hmm. but not in Elite Eight. Michigan and, Mich- and Izzo doesn't have a great record against Coach K. So he's he's on them. Mm-hmm. Win his way this time. That's how it goes. Any final thoughts? Another solid week, ten and four. You got your job application. Can't wait, can't wait to start. Can't wait to start June fourteenth. Big uh, things coming. Big great things.